Stick to the fucking magnet, bro. Where the fuck my magnet at? There you go. We in. Jesus. Nigga. He's trying to make me lay. Hold on, twin. Where my fucking shit at? What the fuck? What the fuck? Man, oh, God. <laughs> fucking bitch-ass lightning struck my car, knocked all my fucking... Radio channels out. Stepping on my fucking toe with them fucking cowgirl boots, bitch. Disgusting. What up, y'all? Shit. All right, we gotta hurry the fuck up. Woo. We in, man. I just did some fucking curls, bro. My fucking arms feeling pumpkin juicy. Fuck you talking about, man? No, but you welcome, guys. Welcome to Whiplash. Podcast on your mind. Podcast on your ass. Nah, I get it. I gotta. I really gotta figure out a slogan. But man. How y'all feeling this morning? I hope y'all feeling good. I know y'all feeling good. And if you ain't, shit, let me find the goddamn station. Nah, but for real, goddammit. And I hope you're feeling good. I hope your day goes good. I hope your day is going good when you listen to this. But yeah, man. We here. Alright, I'm trying to find a fucking radio station. I'm a little bit flustered. So let me untie my my trusty, dusty. Hold on, this shit for the seatbelt start going off. I'm down about to. You just see my body right now. Bitch, I'm putting it on. I'm, pu- I'm putting you in the thing. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let me take my fucking note. I just took the note card out. I took the note card out and lost it just like that. No, I didn't. It's in this other pocket. I wanted to talk. I had some list of things I want to go over today. Oh, uh, I had a list of... I, I had an itinerary. An itinerary. Today's itinerary. I wrote this shit red, too. Man, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to give y'all the four topics, and then I'm going to start going in. First one, <laughs> they all could be questions or statements. Um, The first one, that money's fucking lighting. What the fuck? I can't fucking see this shit because it's red. Then plus it's kind of, it ain't dark, but fucking, let me break my windows. We must have been the uh, last slaves that was, you know, used. Because I'm reading the book right now, The World's Great Men of Color and Women of Color, but they use men interchangeably, you know. If y'all didn't know that about books, sometimes they don't want to put men and women, so they just put men just to cover us both, you know. But in that book, they were saying how Akhenaten, when he went to savage Europe and they got some slaves, and he was like, they kept calling this like savage Europe. And I'm like, damn, they calling it savage Europe, you know, because we learned in school that Europe, you know, was a superpower, like Europe, Britain. Like the three powers, the three axes of power type shit. We always learn that. But Egypt for a very long time, a very, very, very long time. And that's what the whole debacle is with certain countries right now, especially Egypt. They trying to get artifacts back. Bro, imagine having so much gold that you can just you could you could just send it to people because that's what Kenneth Tom was doing. A king wrote to him saying, you know, gold is so gold is like dust to you, but it's so powerful to us and oh my god I'm just an opossum fucking hell fucking hell I'm just a possumite I'm just a possumite I'm just a possumite oh my god but man fucking Akhenaten the dude wrote to him said yo son my nigga I know you got all that gold up there son and I know you willing to waste it I know you have it for real to put it in Atlanta terms Akhenaten back in this was in like 1303 BC like when they was writing they was talking about year 12 Nigga, imagine being in year 12. Nigga, year 12. And what year is it? Nigga, 12. 
Like, God damn. But, yeah, they wrote, the king wrote to him and said, yo, I know you having gold for real. But I know you having for real. Akenaton, I know you having for real. Akenaton said, you know what, nigga, we really is having for real. He sent that man gold ships, gold lamps, gold everything. Like, he sent him, like, gold, like, in the amount of, like, gold that he sent him was, like, so assholish, astronomical. Like, just imagine asking for something for your birthday and niggas just start giving you houses, boats, but just made a solid goal. Like, bro, that man, the Kenneton was really having for real. In year 12, <laughs> nigga, imagine. And in the book, <laughs> in the book, they talk about like, they couldn't even, they can't really even quantify his wealth. And it's a museum. It's a museum in Cairo. You see how I'm calming down at certain points? Cause that's another thing we're gonna talk about. But there's a museum in Cairo that has like some of his, you know, some of his artifacts, some of his possessions. And even that's not even, uh, that, that don't really even show you. They said it was immeasurable. <laughs> Imagine your wealth being immeasurable. Some people in this world that you don't even ever hear about their wealth because it's that so immeasurable. Like like Queen Elizabeth in Britain. Like they have safes just full of gold because it's their wealth is immeasurable. That's a goal, man. Be immeasurable today. But not in a bad way, man. Be measurable. Like, that's like if you finna fight somebody, you don't wanna be measured up with them. Cause if you in their measurements, they can hit you. Be immeasurable. Let them not time you up. So don't let today, today, don't let nobody get your timing. Don't let nobody always play, you know, have a rhythm and beats, but move to your own rhythm and beats. Don't let nobody catch your timing. Be immeasurable. But all that to say, man, yeah, like they was taking slaves from savage Europe, and then it was like, and later on, uh, Europe came to do the same to Africa. So it's like, but was Africa, was that the last big slave, like, movement? <laughs> was that the big, was that the last take? Was that the last cash grab? But for real, so I'm just like, damn, I'm thinking this morning, I'm like, well, if we was the last slaves, and even today, that's like, a, that's that's a misconception, because and that's a misconception and almost a lie, because there are slaves today. I'm sure there's people enslaved today. There's people enslaved in many ways. But I'm talking about, like, and they're, they're, I'm sure there is people that's, like, in, like, the same type of slave conditions. Because they found, I think they found this one old man that was chained up and being somebody's slave, like, a few years ago. And this was in the fucking suburbs. So they doing that shit in the burbs, my nigga? Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. You can only imagine where else they doing that shit and in what harsher conditions. Because he was in the basement. Imagine being chained up outside. <laughs> but yeah, man, let's get off the slave talk. That's all I was thinking about. That's, what, that's literally my first thing I wrote this morning. Um, I'll get back to that one. Since we already touched on the topic of speaking and calming down, speaking seductively and learning how to do it. So right now I'm learning how to speak seductively. And that's not seductive. And, you know, and it's so funny hearing people talk about seduction because they're like, oh, seduction has just been over-sexualized to be this, this thing. And it's not. Seduction is the art of desire, and desire is kind of going after what you want with ultimate confidence. Like, imagine if you went after everything you wanted in life with ultimate confidence, you would get a lot of that stuff. So you would almost, you would have a, you would be a good seducer. And being a good seducer, especially with your voice, I'm talking about only voice here because that's something I'm really working on. I feel like my voice is my superpower, so I got a fucking strength in my jaw. So. Two things in seduction. There's resonance 
and there's cadence. Resonance is the richness, the deepness, not the deepness, the richness and depth of which somebody's speaking. Like when you speak, your words go into somebody's head and they last in there. When you speak, when you speak, you gain attention. When you speak, I'm trying to remember the examples that we gave me in the video. But what I think resonance would be is like I like I said, the richness of your voice, like the the richness and because you really gotta get into cadence, because cadence, cadence is the rhythm and pacing. So you know a lot of people like I talk fast. Sometimes I can talk talk real, 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 real fast. And sometimes even now when I even after studying like human nature and psychology, that's a thing where people can think you lying because you talk fast. Like that's a that's just a thing that certain people think. Oh, he talking fast, so that means he lying. But you, I'm probably most of the time I'm not lying. If I gotta lie to you, oh lord. If I gotta lie to you, either I'm very scared of something. I'm very scared of something of what could happen to me, what could happen to you, or I I because I don't really care to lie anymore. I used to be a liar. I used to lie about a lot of shit, but I it was out of fear. It was out of fucking fear of confrontation. And shit, just fear of, pretty much the fear of confrontation. But now that I took that away, I'm like, bro, I'm not going to lie about anything. Like, even if I'm doing some shit at work, like, fucking, <laughs> one of my supervisors, I was on my phone. I had just got on my phone. And we had just got done with doing some shit in the parts room. In the parts room, sometimes a lot of leisure downtime, so we just be on our phones. Uh, and our other four, our foreman in there, he really don't care. So the other foreman, the higher foreman, I guess you could say, he came and he said, man, you ain't got nothing to do. I said, I just finished. And he said, he said, no, nah, you was on your phone this whole time. I said, no, I wasn't. I just got on my phone. And he said, oh, okay. Because he literally had just, like, as he walked in, I clicked the phone. So there was no way he could be like, oh, no, nah, nigga, you was on the phone this whole time. So it's like, I could have lied and been like, I don't know. I could have lied and said anything. But why? Why? Just tell the truth. But all that to say, man, cadence, the pacing. So I want to slow down my pace because sometimes when I get emotional and emotional when I get emotional and passionate about what I'm speaking about I kind of start to yell and speak fast and I lose people and I see visually where I lose people and they drop off but and this is another thing with resonance when you speak with resonance you're using your diaphragm you're taking deep purposeful breaths and I already know how to, to use to, I already know how to breathe out of my nose. Let me get some air in here real quick. My bad. You gotta get the air in your car. You gotta refresh. I gotta refresh the energy. But, breathing out of my nose, you use your diaphragm when you want to speak with good resonance because you're pulling that air from deep in your diaphragm. You're not using your lungs and elevating your chest and deflating like a balloon. You inflating your stomach when you breathe through your nose, and then you can slow, when you, especially when you learn how to breathe out of your nose very, very good. I definitely uh, recommend The Oxygen Advantage by Patrick McEwen if you want to read or listen to that audiobook and learn how to breathe out of your nose. It will change your fucking life. I promise you. Trust me. I don't even really deal with my asthma. The only, way I, only reason I deal with my asthma now is because your boy be 420. You already know. I always be behind this freaking tip, uh, tippy-toe car. I always see this tippy-toe car. That's their license plate, tippy-toe. But yeah, so when you breathe in from your diaphragm and your nose, you can speak with that richness. You can you can constrain your own breath. You can you can because when you when you breathe in through your mouth, all that air that you just breathe in, when you talk, you won't let it all out. When I breathe in through my nose, but I'm speaking out my mouth, I can control, cut off. I can pause and still have breath and gain more breath. 
I just took a nasal breath right there. Right there, I just took a nasal breath. People, speaking with seduction, speaking with purpose. Like when I, when I speak, I want my message to go in your ears. And even after we part ways, you still like, dang. And even when we talking, I don't mean this in a, a narcissistic, selfish way, but like my voice is in your head. Like when we talking, like you still forming your own shit. And I'm using examples from the video they gave, but it's like, I want my voice to be circulating in your head, the message. I feel like I have a powerful voice and I feel like as I learn, I can teach a lot of people powerful things. So I have to train my voice to be that way. And I am training my voice to be that way. I'm training my voice to be more seductive. And that's something that comes with breathing. That's something that comes with time. And that's something that comes with patience. I just took nasal breath three times right there. I feel amazing talking right now. I just have to slow down. And you know, sometimes, you know, I, I, I have a real comedic beat to when I talk. Like, I've been told many times, oh, bro, you got a comedian's voice. I've been told one time you got a rapper's voice. Hey, and it's, hey, you already know, Dirty North, what's up? My nigga, shout out. How I'm shouting at myself. But it's like, see, I said two filler words there. I be real on my speech. I, bro, take it. Yo, it's this lady at the University of West Georgia. I don't remember her name. But she was our our public speaking teacher. And she was just amazing. Like that lady taught me stuff that helped me develop my voice into the powerful thing it is today. But moving on to our next thing. But that's what I'm learning right now. I, I started learning that two days ago. I want to train my voice, to, my voice to be more seductive. My voice is seductive. My voice, is, I say every morning, my voice is powerful and intoxicating. So like, look at what I'm planning for myself. By just, I've been saying that every morning and then I was just like, something about seductiveness or it might've came, on, on my, came up on my YouTube feed and I just started learning it. So I'm just like, hey, but look at what I'm, look at what I've been saying every morning for like two years. And then what's, what my, what my energy is being drawn to, what my algorithms on my phone, what I'm drawing myself to. Cause you know, your phone will listen to you. So my phone hear me say, my voice is powerful and intoxicating every morning. It's probably gonna be like, oh, this nigga wanna, why does this nigga wanna talk good or something? Hey, throw this nigga a video or something, son. This nigga, this nigga down bad in the talking game. Cause that's the game I really wanna get into. I wanna get into the talking game, the interview game, the talking to people, the picking brains, pricking brains, changing lanes. That was like, um, when Band Terrific was still here, now formerly known as Whiplash. Now, for, now known as Whiplash. <laughs> that used to be my caption, like picking brains, changing lanes. I gotta find a, damn, light turn yellow. But yeah, man, next on the list. <laughs> next on the list, I remember how to carry on. This is the last thing. Oh no, actually, which one should I speak? Should I talk about how do I contribute to my stress? Cause I wrote, I wrote about that yesterday. Or should I talk about knowing when to jump? Like opportunities arise in my life right now. And should I? Hold on. Okay. 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 Hold on. Them drill beats always go hard. Damn, I was I was listening to it. All right. Oh, he got a call. <laughs> I said I was listening. <laughs> nigga said, "Wait, I was listening to it." And that nigga got a call. Like, who you talking about? 
Get out of his car. Why am I in his car? <laughs> but yeah, man, fuck it, man. We just gonna talk about fucking knowing when to jump. I'm on my shit. I threw the no car. I threw the no car on the ground just now. Knowing when to jump, man. Like I got some, I have a lot of opportunities and it's been a lot of people blessed and coming in my life that can not only bring me opportunities, but I brought them opportunities first and then I learned about, yo, you could, yo, we, our lanes intersect. I didn't even know this, I didn't even know this street had that lane on it. But now this lane, I can turn on it and get access to a, a whole broad thing of knowledge. So I'm getting a lot of spurts of that. And it's like, when do you jump? When do I, because I got the job that I got now out of my financial irresponsibility, but you know, I am financially responsible and purposeful now. Now I am. I am right now. But back then, when I wasn't working, I wasn't using my time. Bro, like, I could really, I could really use my time now. Like, right now, what is it, 650? I would be up right now, probably going to different cities, talking to different people about getting my services in the area. Like, I could really use my time for my business, but it's almost in a way of being scared because I was irresponsible, but now I'm responsible. I was irresponsible, but now, I'm, now I treat myself like I'm responsible for helping myself because I am. And everybody has to see that. Treat yourself like you're responsible for yourself because you are. When I wasn't using that before, so now it's a fear thing. It's a, it ain't even a lot of fear. It's like a thing of, you know, I got bills. Niggas got bills. And even before, I, mean, I was taking care of my bills before, but I was taking care of my bills in an irresponsible way with the money that I was getting. And with the responsibility that I'm getting now, that I have now, and the way I manage my money now, the responsible way, it wouldn't be that same, like, being able to pay the bills. Because I'm getting percent. Like, nigga, I'm paying myself, twin. I'm paying myself, twin. Like, I pay myself. Like, I, I, I run a payroll. <laughs> I get paid. Like, I have an hourly rate for myself. So it ain't like I'm fucking... But the way my business could go up if I use the time, I can start paying myself like I have a regular job. But I would have to quit this job and then go back to full-time focusing on myself, which I really want to do, but it's scary. It's scary. It ain't necessarily scary in the sense of fear. It's scary in the sense of I don't want to let anybody down because I because I have to pay bills to people. Like I have to pay bills to my to to my mother. I have to pay bills to to uh to fucking services. You know, blah blah blah, all this stuff for the pod. You know, well I pay that off yearly. But like even uh you know business shit, man. I pay bills. Nigga, I'm a, an adult. Nigga, I pay bills. I see why our parents yell that shit at us now. I pay bills, nigga. Nah, but yeah, I pay bills. So it's just like, you don't want to disappoint anybody. And maybe that's the fear. The fear of disappointment. The fear of disappointment. I've made it. I've made it to my destination. I've arrived. You've arrived. Did I sound like Siri right there? Because that was me. I'm going to go, when I go back and listen to this, if I sound like Siri, I'm going to freak the fuck out. But I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all for listening. Send it to somebody you want to make think. Send it to somebody you want to make blink. And if you don't know why I say that, that's because when you blink a lot, that means you're thinking a lot. That might be my, my closer right there. We out. Peace. Whiplash, bar 125, big boy tempo.